Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to yet another episode of Organized Chaos. It's your girl, Nicole. It's your mamacita, Emiliana. Oh, Hola. Yeah. Maybe I'll change now. Guys, February. Well, over. What a month. What a time to be alive. I feel like after this, because February, I think, is always just celebration. Over celebration. February is always vibes. For the amount of days it has. It just has, mm, it has too much. Always vibes on February, in February. I feel like I've drunk far too much. I've drunk for the whole year, this one month. And I'm, I'm ready to just, ugh. I'm tired. I am tired. We're drinking during the week. For what reason? We've drunk less than we did last year, that's for sure. No, I've drunk way more than we did last year. For sure. Because last year we were keeping it cute. We drank the cocktails, we did whatever. Like, done that and more. Drinking shots of a in the house on a Tuesday night. Like, it's... I know. <sighs> doing a bit too much. It's doing too much. It's doing it's too much. It's also the month of love and the month of celebration, so... Mm. Really and truly, love and celebrate. If it's celebration, we've celebrated. Loved, I don't know so much. Matter of fact, I think it's had the opposite effect of what it's supposed to be for me. Actually, first, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Um, Penny, what's your problem? And if you walk out of that door, you're actually not coming back. What do you want, sis? You know, there is absolutely nothing you need to be back in that. You're going to want to be back in 10 seconds. You know this, I know this. Just come here and lay here. You're not even back in. Just sit down, sis. Just sit down. There's <laughs> come and sit down. Yeah. Just come back. All these extra, extra things you're doing. There's no point. <laughs> not even a proper back. <laughs> anyway, I am good. I. I feel this sense of renewal coming. Shit, son. What does that mean? Exactly that. Like, it's just, I feel like I'm about to, reborn, to be reborn in March. Really and truly. What makes you feel like you're about to be reborn? Just the air, the vibe in the air for me is just, I feel like a season is coming. Like new things? Yeah, dramatic shift. What form? That's just what the universe is giving me. What do you mean the universe is giving me? Lip- just that. It's just, And I always, every single time I feel it, something happens. Oh, you felt it before? Yeah. Last time I felt it was around this time, pre-COVID, 2020. So you're saying COVID is about to happen again? No, I'm saying dramatic life changes for me are about to happen. Can you open I the shop COVID time? Yeah. No, during COVID. Everything changed. Everything changed. Went my first relationship during COVID. Yeah. That 2020. Yeah. So I think I'm about to have three years after three years. Yeah. The V2020 again. With that dramatic shift. Happens every three years in my life. It's crazy. The one before that was 2017. Yeah. Around this time. (laughs) What could it be? 
I don't know. I could never, and I can never predict it. It's always all I normally have to do is just listen and just be open. Yeah, be open to opportunity. That's all you can do. Th- yeah, and every single time, dramatic, massive life events happen, and I can feel it coming. I'd be so scared for me. It's so exciting. I'd be so scared. <laughs> I'd be on God's knees, like, please just tell me what it is. It's never for me. It's not scary because it's never not worked in my favor. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> like it's a season of good things. Like it's yeah, three okay. bad years and then a really good shift, and then yeah. it's just yeah, does something. Good luck. It starts to feel everything else starts to feel stale. Yeah. Mm, it's like almost a refreshment. I can feel it coming. Hmm. Anyway, how are you? Uh, good for you. Definitely don't feel like I'm about to be reborn. I'm good. Like, like so much needs to be done, but that's life in general. Um, every day, but I'm good. Like I um, I'm getting there. Does that make sense? Mm. Like, actually, that's not true. But yeah, I feel like I'm getting there in every sense of the word. Um, also going backwards in other stuff, but. What are you going backwards in? Mm, I don't know. I guess like you could say relationship-wise. What does that look like? It's just, you know, when you... I've now promised myself to not do this ever again. When you get someone that makes you even... And I did it a lot less this time, but obviously not enough. And you think... Oh, this might be the one. Mm-hmm. And then you very clearly realize this is absolutely not the one. This was like going backwards. Well, that's what dating is, isn't it? Yeah, I know, but I'm just new to it. So, to me, it feels like going backwards because to me, it felt like a chapter had been closed. Like talking about favorite colors and getting to know each other. Like, no longer mm. doing that. But I very much looks like actually i'm not gonna say that wherever god leads he'll lead um but i'm good like you know yeah i'm getting there a lot of self stuff happening like a lot of self stuff happening Mm -hmm. like self-realization self-actualization self a lot of pre-healing you know that before you heal you've got to pre-heal I've never heard of that. Yeah, there is. So before you heal and you're like, okay, I'm good now. It's like you're, if you cut, I'm actually a genius. If you cut yourself, mm-hmm. before that wound heals, it pre-heals, i.e. It, st- it stops bleeding till forever. That's a form of healing in itself, that it gets that black like you do. You, you've got that black thing to, I guess, prevent it from overbleeding or exposing itself to. Clot, clotting. To, yeah, the clotting. Mm-hmm. That is... It's not full healing, but it's some sort of healing. So I feel like I'm going through the clotting before, like, the wound is gone. So the repair. Yeah, so pre-healing. <laughs> Which is so, like, healing and everything is so much work. Like, mentally, emotionally. But yeah, in short, I'm getting there. That's how I am. Mm. Tired as shit. Oh, my God, I'm so exhausted. But I'm getting there. Don't we all? 
haven't been this tired in so long. Maybe like a year ago, actually. Like, Anyway, you're saying about February? Yeah, it's just too much. Too much has happened. And such a for the short again, for the four weeks that February is. Barely. The twenty eight days. Is exactly four weeks. It does a little bit too much. Yeah, and it goes like this. It goes like that. Because birthdays, there's Valentine's, there's what? And it seems like a lot of people that I know are actually born in February. It's fascinating. So every other day, there's a, some kind of celebration. And the yeah, guys have celebrated. It's just festivities all around. Yo. Then it's fringe festival season as well. There's all activities. There's a lot going on. There's for sure. so much going on. It's like almost, you know what it feels like? It's like almost summer is about to run out and everything is getting cramped into this last yeah. month. Anything you didn't get to do in the summer, do now. <laughs> Even the weather is doing too much. Even the weather is doing too much. And all of a sudden, we're having back-to-back 38, 38 39, 40 degree 40. days. I'm like, bruh. We have been in summer We've for been two, in 22 degrees two and a half weather. 22 degrees in rain. Rain and thunder and hail. Now you need your air conditioner everywhere. <laughs> Everyone is overcompensating. Woe unto you people who don't have air conditioner in your car. Like it's you're, Everybody's suffering. You're sweating all over the place. You can't be wearing makeup all the time. <laughs> that electricity bill? Oh. Mm, this is the month. This is the week that gets it. Yeah, this is why I'm going to the office because I'm like, <laughs> let someone else pay for my comfort, man. <laughs> I'll be more productive there anyway. Uh, anyway, what's been going on? Oh, I'm just the same as how are you? No, it's not. Are you finished? Okay. Well, what's been going on? That's all I've got. <laughs> <laughs> In the spirit of the month of love, there seems to have been, and I feel like this is a full-off more conversation in the last episode too, a lot of conversation, people around me in my life about futures and purposes of love and marriage and key. And if last episode, last two weeks, I did not reiterate how hard enough that I don't want to be married, oh, yeah. let me rubber stamp it today. Yeah, we're here to confirm. <laughs> If anyone was like, oh, they've just been hurt. No, no, they no. haven't. <laughs> like, really and truly, mm-mm. Because, what the fuck? That's it. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I think for me, the more, like, like, the more I engage with the opposite gender, the more I realise, no. I don't... Like, do I want companionship? A hundred percent. Do I want someone who I can call after a bad day? A hundred percent. Do I want regular sex? A hundred percent. Do I want every other thing that comes with that? The cheating, the lies, the gaslighting, the emotional betrayal, the physical betrayal, the betrayal in every single thing, every betrayal you can think of, like literally all of that. Do I want all of that? No. Nobody ever does. Do I want the hardness of marriage? Because everyone I talk to now says, like, even on the internet, marriage is... Suddenly, marriage isn't this beautiful thing yeah, that it is, which I'm this, glad. There's not this romanticized fantasy this of perfect happily thing, ever after, yeah. which is, you know, which, which I do like, that, but right. I like that now I have a reality. Because 100%, a couple of years ago, I didn't. A couple of years ago, I actually thought marriage was B-O-N-O. And o. Like, marriage is where you go to find everlasting happiness and peace. 
that's genuinely what I thought about marriage. And I was like, I want to be married so bad because any problem I have now will be fixed by the fact that I'm a wife. Shit, really? Yeah. Like, I put marriage on such a high pedestal because it's all that I saw around me. Like, granted, was my family, like, were they married till death did them apart? No, but everyone else I talked to, um, even my mum very much would say, like, look, now obviously she says a different story, but then she's like, marriage is great. Like, me and your father are not together, but marriage is great. And obviously, naively, I was like, oh, yeah, okay, cool. Like, I just thought that marriage was like, so when I started hearing people saying marriage is, marriage is hard, I'm like, are you guys a problem or is marriage a problem? Then the more I hear it and the more I guess you get into long-term relationships or whatever, you're like, holy shit. This isn't what I thought it was at all, like in, in any in way, any shape aspect. or form. You know what I dipped? It was so, so sad. Like I look at, and this is no shade, not even no bad connotation to the married couples that I know, or even oh. the people who are, yes, husbands and wives who are yeah. around me, whatever. But I can honestly say, and I've been thinking for the part, guys, I've been thinking, and I have looked. I can honestly say, there is no single married couple that I personally know, or even know of, that is goals to me. Especially past the honeymoon stage. I mean, marriage, you have to pass the honeymoon stage if you're going to get to marriage. Like I mean, that's a honeymoon stage of marriage. Is there one? Apparently, yeah. <laughs> Apparently the first year is. But, you know, like, yeah, there literally isn't an, mm. yeah. And I'm just like, like, will I get married? Not, I'm not in a rush as I was, that's for sure. I think mm-hmm. the time was actually just running towards the wedding. Mm-hmm. And the marriage and the kids. There's and no the rush. There's no rush. And then I look at men around me and I'm seeing men who are like thirty five and forty and still very comfortable just in singlehood and kind of just living while still planning ahead for their marriage. Eventually I'll get there, you know, eventually. But now no rush and focusing on myself, focusing on my career. It'll be me. Yeah. Oh, I think I yeah. <laughs> I think I genuinely think if I'm going to do marriage, let the worldly, worldly things not be the problem. Because if we go home, first of all, this whole marriage thing is hard. And then now we're struggling to pay bills. What the fuck? There's no need. Like, if I generally am going to get married, like, let me at least have the worldly things sorted. Like, I don't feel like I need to still travel the world or have six dogs. Like, I feel like, you know, I feel like I've done most of the things that I want to do. And I feel like, I feel like, Financially or physically, I'm at a point where it I can now focus on the marriage. Similar to having kids, I would like everything else. Like, and again, we make plans and God laughs. But in my ideals, everything else is sorted, including the marriage, and then you have the kid, um, so that the kid is your focus. Because like right now, in my current state of like literally grinding, in marriage, I go home. That that's the person I'm relieving my stress on. Just mm. naturally, like mm. I'm being human, and that just makes it so much harder. But if I'm not grinding as much, if I'm not as stressed as much, if I've found ways to balance my stress, I can be able to shop as a much better person. And that's all for everybody. Hence, why people say go and heal, work on everything, 
build yourself. I remember one auntie telling me back in the days, like, a man, I guess it should apply to women as well, but it was always for the man, because I guess as women were taught to suppress and kind of just deal with it and suck it up. But a man is never truly happy. A man cannot truly love you and love on you until he is happy in himself. He's built his career. He's built, he's achieved his goals as per where he wants to be as a man. There and then is when he can have full capacity. If he's content Mm -hmm. where he's at is where he's going to have full capacity to give you the love that you deserve. I agree. And up until then, you're just fighting a losing battle. And that's the same. Even like, like for me and you, we've spoken about that. Like, yeah, hundred percent. I like how you say going heal. Today, I dipped like the most deepest of internal thoughts, and I'm so glad. I have my first therapy session tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, I've written this whole book explaining myself for the therapist. Okay, to isn't that her job to figure you out? No, because I just want to cut to the meat. But then like she'll figure some stuff out, but I've already been to therapy like a lot, of, so I'm aware of. Because I guess I actually did read this. Like apparently, one of the first few steps of therapy is becoming aware mm-hmm. of the whatever, but of of a lot of things. Obviously, not everything. I become aware of some things as I go, but whatever. I am aware of a lot of things. I'm so excited for that. I really hope it leads up to what it. I think it will be. Anyway, I thought today. Because you know how people always say in a relationship they want peace. So let's say me and you're dating. So I say, oh, even as French, oh, maybe not as impactful. Me and you're dating. And then I say to you, like, I want you to be, like, I want to have peace in this relationship. Like, mm-hmm. I want you to be my peace. Fair enough. You don't want to be in a relationship where you don't have peace. Mm-hmm. 100% I agree. Mm-hmm. Then I thought to myself, if, if I'm not a peace with myself if i'm not fully healed if i'm not fully okay the goalpost will always change with the other person so does that make sense keep going oh that's kind of it if i'm not at peace with myself if i don't have the inter if i'm not healed to the point where within myself i'm stable enough so we have all these other external elements from my partner or whatever um even if he does or i guess you do good things within myself there's still a lot of disruption not me i guess me actually there's still like a lot of disruption so Mm. regardless Mm -hmm. of you know it's like the definition of peace will consistently change exactly Mm. so i'll be like peace for me looks like laying on the bed but then, because I just want everything to be still, because there's so much disruption, so I'm trying to externally form some level of peace. But peace for me tomorrow will be going out on the on a walk because in this house it feels like a lot is going on. But I guess once that disruption within yourself is gone, um, and you feel a level of peace, regardless of what's going on, and even your partner does things that annoys you. You're still able to be upset and be your sensitive self or whatever, but still be like, that doesn't disrupt myself. I now don't feel like the world is crumbling because a lot of the times when things happen, big or sometimes even small, it really feels like, and it's really hard to describe. I've only ever described it to one person who got it. It really feels like the world is crumbling from within. 
That's crazy. If that makes sense. Like, mm. most times it's the big stuff. Like, it's not like, oh, my God, he didn't call me today. Oh, my God. No, no, no. Like, most stuff, it is the big stuff. But even that, and that pain, holy shit, it's, like, fucking ridiculous. Mm. It's, like, pain that I would wish it on my enemies, but you have to be, like, my actual enemies, not, not just someone I don't. Many people will say I wouldn't wish it on my enemies. This is exactly what I would wish on my enemies. <laughs> this is a template I'm giving. This is my wish for my enemies. But, um, and I think I'm getting to a point where I'm achieving that. I think I'm getting to a point where, because a lot of stuff, like, even within, like, close friendships, close relationships, close family, whatever, a lot of stuff over the last, since December, I would say, have happened. And I've been able to navigate them very, very differently than months ago. Mm. And, like, a lot of the time I still, like, I still fall back to old ways, like, a million of times but i feel like up until i get to that non-destructive internal phase where i don't feel like big things it makes me crumble within myself then and only then i feel like would i be with a partner that's fair mm. you need to be grounded mm. properly grounded have a, a stable, have a stable core. Yeah. That's what it is. Because then everything else comes. Because life will always happen. People will always <laughs> let you down. People will disappoint you. People will always people fuck up. People will always, always. Mm. And you'll always disappoint people. Mm. Yeah. People. people. Um. I read something on Twitter. I don't agree with it, but I don't disagree with it. And it very, I think you've heard this before, it very much says you're all you've got. Like, I don't agree with it because I would like to think that there's other people who've got me. But then I agree with it in that, well, you are all you've got, actually. You are. And what the way I perceive that yeah. is, at the end of the day, when you go to bed, whether you're sleeping next to somebody, in those moments where you're actually falling asleep, you're with yourself in your head by yourself. That's just huge. Even you're if not you getting even if you got someone laying with you. Yes, they might give you some kind of physical contact, whatever it is. But at the end of the day, it is you and you and you. And if you're not comfortable with you to begin with, you are never going to find comfort anywhere else. If you don't trust yourself, there's no way you're gonna trust anybody else. And even in that concept of your all you've got is not that I don't trust anybody else to do things for me. No, because I am not open to having people ask, ask for help and be interdependent. Because that's, I guess, the ideal goal for everybody. Going to be in, Independence is cool. But interdependence where you realize, yes, I've got myself. Mm-hmm. Yes, I can do this shit by myself. But there are parts where... I falter a little bit. Or if I ask for more help on this end, or if I accepted help from this area, I'd be even better than struggling with this thing by myself. The results you get would surpass what you would do for yourself. Because you're also not all around. You could try to be, but you can never be as a human being. You cannot be everything. (laughs) I am, but no one else can. (laughs) No, you're not. (laughs) But 
recognizing that yes, people are gonna at the end of the day, people will again fuck up, but that shouldn't take away your trust in people at the end of the day because there's good and bad people. People who learn from the mistakes and grow up from them and they change and you know transform and it. We all have. There's a stage in my life where I could say I hurt somebody. Was it intentional? Was it not? Yes, yeah, sure. Why not? But there's growth. Yeah. And the same, I guess, not benefit of the doubt per se, but the same room and allowance for growth and evolution that other people have given me, I'd like to think that I gave it to other people. Yeah, I don't think I... point at the end of the day you're all you've got yeah in that context it 100% makes sense and also like like we said people always disappoint you even like your closest people like even me as someone's closest person I will always disappoint them yeah to be human is to err like there's no yeah (laughs) Yeah. we're born of fault there's no other way around that yeah it's just that makes sense I was having this conversation with someone the other night. It's like, people will fuck up, right? But they are levels to a fuck up in the sense that somebody might do something that hurts you. For example, someone might do something that hurts you. It is only, and the more and more we go through life, the less and less trust you give other people, the less and less interpretation of intention. That's the word. Interpretation of people's intentions. Okay, say that sentence again. The less and less we Sorry, have the more a positive, we go through life. the less we have a positive interpretations of people's intentions. The more we go through life, the less we have a positive interpretation of people's intentions. Look back to when you were a That's child. That's a good one. Yeah. Look back to when you were a kid. That's a really good one. Like, you were just so, you were so trusting. You are so open with life because you hadn't been hurt. You haven't been traumatized. Yeah. <laughs> and then as you go through life, you go through different experiences. The less and less trusting you get of mm-hmm. people. Because once bitten, twice shy, right? It's only human. Mm-hmm. But to be conscious enough, this is my ideal goal in life, working on it. To be conscious enough, of being able to decipher what's intentional malice and what's just malice because whether it's naivety or whether it's impulse in that moment. At the end of the day, what's your intention? Were you out to intentionally hurt me? You never tell though. Actually, that's not true. You very rarely can genuinely tell that's what i'm saying being able to decipher between the two and then acting accordingly is the ideal goal for life but i think even the best people like just because how that's that's where the intention comes in because at the end of the day who is this person to you and once you've recognized to them okay this shit hurt me what efforts are they making to either a make a change or make reparations to fix it move forward 
that also goes into consideration because people you're going to hurt people people are going to hurt you at what point do you determine because not everybody who has she deserves a cut off from your life depending to what extent but correct yeah but at the core of that hurt is always intention. If I slapped you right now, yeah, intentionally, you would hurt you a lot more than the physical pain is the same, right? Yeah. Then, because then it would be betrayal. It would be how dare you, right? Yeah. But if we're laughing around and I smack my arm and I just yeah. hit yeah. you accidentally, your interpretation of that would be so different. Mm-hmm. But it's just your interpretation of my intent. But then that's a thing. I guess this show... Yeah, uh, yeah. So the hurt is still there. Yeah. But how deep the hurt is changes as per your interpretation of my intentions. But see, for me, then that... Okay, so one... I personally, I'm an overthinker and I don't trust. So Mm -hmm. let's, I guess, start with that. But for me, I also then think... You could have been thinking... To slap me the whole time. But you knew that if you slapped me directly, you would know that it would hurt me. So you've gone, you've, you've used this as a runaround, as a roundabout way. Or it could just be a very innocent slap. 100%, it could mm-hmm. be. But how do I know? Because if I ask you, be like, oh, it's by That's mistake. where the trust comes in. But how can you trust a person to that? Trust someone to but that? The basket of goodies. I've been talking about the no, basket no, no. of but goodies. No, no, no. But in this moment, because. Mm-hmm. Basket of, good, basket of goodies that I'm going back to previous stuff. Not even going back. It doesn't mean going back to previous stuff. It's you have earned your place. You have earned this level of trust in my life. Based on so. your pre, based of stuff you've done previously. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's what I mean by going based back to Based on the relationship stuff. that we've established. Mm-hmm. Based right? on stuff that has happened previously. Good, bad, how we've got, how we've gotten through the good and bad. Whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But it's all in the past. In this moment, without looking at the relationship we have... How do I genuinely trust that? Be- you have to. If you're dealing with somebody, you're dealing with them as a whole, past and previous experiences included. Because then is it a fresh slate every new day with somebody? At some point, do you then establish, we've been together for 10 years. There's a level of trust I give you, depending on somebody who I've been seeing for three months that... I'm just trying to figure out the intentions. If somebody in your life has consistently proved themselves mm-hmm. to be worthy of trust, to be worthy of a relationship, to be worthy of the benefit of the doubt, you can't wipe this slate clean every single day. You're right. So the intent, okay, you're very right. You can't wipe this slate. For me, with intentions, the slate is always clean. It's just so natural. And I also saw a tweet, I actually live on Twitter now, where like someone said something, um, this is like this is how I do with life, and then someone commented, that must be so difficult. And then some psychologist, not Nicole or whatever, commented like, a lot of the things that we think is difficult for other people, it's just natural to them. So for me, like it's just, for me it would be so much harder to be like, no, remember... So for me, the slate is always clean because I can't genuinely trust because unless I know for a fact, I can't trust intentions. But where the basket of goodies comes in is 
because of previously, I'm able to move forward with this differently. So in my know? head, mm-hmm. I know that. So I'll make I'll make my own judgment. Mm-hmm. Did Nicole slap me intentionally? No. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. Let's move on. Did Nicole smack, slap me intentionally? Yes. Now I know that. Mm-hmm. How do I move on from this? Because I could be like, I'm going to cut you off. Or I could be like, I'm going to have a six-hour conversation with you. Or I could be like, this doesn't deserve a conversation. Let's move on. Mm-hmm. What determines that range is that basket of goodies you've talked about. Mm-hmm. But whatever way I move, I will still know, moving on, Nicole slapped me intentionally. But because of this basket of goodies, it doesn't need to be the B.O. and O. We move on, either through a conversation or we don't need a conversation or she gets cut off. Okay, then that just, that takes away from the relationship because that's then a stain. A stain. And it will remain a stain. Regardless. Uh, not forever. But it's a stain. It happened. It happened with malice. Somebody hurt you intentionally. That never goes away. Mm-hmm. Oh, it depends on the level of hurt. Mm. Okay. Perception of hurt. Yeah. So when you say you navigate it and you deal with it accordingly, whether you're having a conversation or whatever, what happens then when you bring this conversation to the other person? How does that conversation go? Because do you come from like an accusatory tone of, I know you did this intentionally? Uh, mm-hmm. So I used to, yes, mm-hmm. be like, you hate me. You don't care about my skin. You just want to slap me. Mm-hmm. But then now, over time, and as, and as time goes, it only gets better. No. So how do you approach the conversation? Again, it depends. Because either Most way, it's still going to come like, I feel like... You slapped me intentionally. Not particularly. I think I've also gotten to a point, and I started this year where, and because I found something out in December, and I was like, nothing is ever what it seems. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think you can fully trust someone. But I think if you do, you just, like, most things aren't what they seem Mm -hmm. friendships relationships so it feels silly to trust someone to that extent where you then allow yourself to continuously get hurt so deeply Mm -hmm. because understanding that nothing isn't how it seems especially for someone like me who feels so hard and who gives a lot of myself when you get to a place where you're like, I trust this person so much, how could they dare? It hurts a lot more than understanding. It, now, you, now you know. So for me, I now take it as now you know. I'll have a conversation, but it most likely will be quick. And I detach myself from the conversation. Yeah, so that still stains the relationship. Not really. It protects me. It doesn't change how we interact. It's a now I know. Now I know mm-hmm. that with you, I don't need to sit so next to you that you'll slap me. It doesn't change how I interact with you. It doesn't change that I'll call you to get excited to slap me. 
it doesn't change any of that. Mm-hmm. It's just for me, now I know. Because again, for someone who feels so deeply, a lot of people don't. So I have put so many people on this level. And as time goes, I have realized most of them haven't. I don't think it's not people. I don't think. Twitter. I'm going to Twitter. Yeah, thank God for people Twitter. I'm so glad for Twitter. Like a little textbook. It's not that people don't feel. No, I'm not saying they don't. Mm. They just don't feel but as deeply. No, they would feel as deeply. It's then just, no, it's their expression mm. and regulation of their own feelings. I have heard this before. Trust me when I say I feel things like even my therapist has said it. Like I've almost never met someone who feels things like thing like I, I don't even know how to explain the description I used before of sometimes feeling like the world inside me is crumbling from within to outside. Like sometimes I really and truly feel like especially with betrayal Mm -hmm. because it takes so much for me it takes too much for me to trust someone so when i get to that point and it's betrayal like i really and truly feel like am i learning to regulate my expression better 100 percent. but even in that moment it genuinely still feels like fucking hell you know when you look at science fiction movies and like piece by piece is falling off that's how it feels like i can't even explain it so when you then realize that and for a lot of people it's actually not a lot of people for the people that i hold dearly mm-hmm. not a lot but i really would jump on a tr- off a train for them like straight away in front of a train like no questions like and i guess that's what i mean by the pedestal like i also love very deeply mm-hmm. but then when you realize that a lot of the people that you have put on this pedestal of love whatever for they not that they hate you Mm -hmm. it's just not the same then i had to be like then why continuously allow yourself to get to that level of pain for them it doesn't change how i interact with the people Mm -hmm. it just means even if i find that betrayal from them it's okay now I know. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't stain the relationship. It's a now I know. And if anything, it proves what I know. Of like, okay, it's, it, 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 they definitely don't have you on the same level. So why should you? Will I still so jump I'm off saying, the train I'm saying, with no, them? The why should you? It still changes the relationship. But they like, wouldn't. Yeah. Would I, t- again, would I jump off a train with them? With more thought. It wouldn't mm-hmm. be straight away. Because mm-hmm. for a lot of people, up until, like, I'd say early this year, like, you don't have to ask. I'll give you my, like, I'll literally give you the clothes off my back. I'm not, like, a back. I'm not going to, like, you don't have to ask me. But when roles have been reversed, a lot of the times it hasn't been the same. It's like, no, you figure it out, you sort it out. Or, like, and again, then, then you realise, oh, okay, it's not the same. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't, again, it doesn't change the relationship. But because, and this goes back to your previous question, because there's not that level of trust that in that moment you would then be like, oh, she slapped me unintentionally. 
off. It wasn't intentional. Mm-hmm. Because there's no that trust, I can't do that. Can't do. I can't do. It was unintentional. So I then decide within myself. I just was it intentional? Was it not? Mm-hmm. If I decide it's intentional, then for me it is intentional. How I move on is what matters then. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Mm. So now on the other end of that conversation, again going back to when you perceive the intent, yeah, right? when and you it's perceive intentional the in intent. yourself, yeah, no, no, it's intentional. it's intentional. Now how you move on, you now decide. Okay, it's not worth throwing the relationship away, but I want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. I want to bring it up. It's there's a how do you put it? There's a chip that it takes away, regardless on the relationship. When you bring up a conversation like that with some... It was like that. Remember the conversation we had about you're traveling and your partner calls you and thinks you're cheating and you're not cheating. And then it's a accusatory conversation. It's yeah. back and forth, back and forth. Like, how dare you even think yeah, that I would that do I that? Would. It's as much as we want to trust people, we also want to be trusted. So it hurts when somebody who you do trust or yeah. you think you've done everything to earn their trust and do whatever then comes back to you and is like no actually i don't trust you the simplest things that could very well be perceived as unintentional i received it as intentional because of xyz okay. so when it turns out to be unintentional yeah. honestly genuinely intentional it takes a chip on the other person so it still chips the relationship regardless. I'm trying to look at this from a very clean brain. Do you know what I mean? How do you mean? Because I'm obviously using like a lot of my personal experiences to answer the question. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to like, you look at it from like a clean brain. Like wash, you know, I always say wash your eyes. Don't wash my brain out. Put yourself in the other position. Say... Yeah. We were doing things, and then you slap me. Yeah. And then I come to you and be like, you really slap me intentionally? Really like, how me. dare you? Yeah. And then your next feeling is, you really think I would do that? Why on earth would you think I would do that? What actually happened th- to me. Yeah. What would you think? What would you not trust? What would you trust the other person ahead of me? Somebody comes and tells you something, or you said, your first intention should be, no, they wouldn't say that. I'm going to go check in with them. But if you're receiving profession of, I've been hurt before. I've I've been here before. Mm-hmm. I know how it goes. Mm-hmm. So definitely there was intent. And the more you sit on it, you're like, yep, there was intent. Yeah. Actually, the more you sit on shit. Yeah. The more you sit on because you're in your head. Again, Don't sit on shit, guys. You're all you've got. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At the end of the day, you're, you're in your head. And you keep playing it mm-hmm. out. And then it cements, cements, cements. It proves a point here. You start to draw out from others' experiences. You start to build mm-hmm. on something else. So it's no longer a clean slate. By the time you bring it forward, it's so emotionally fueled no. that it starts to become, even unintentionally, it starts to become an attack on the other person. Mm-hmm. And when the other, if the other person is innocent and guilt-free, it cuts so deep because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, there's, you're showing mistrust. Yeah, and that's what I'm trying to... Like, I agree. Mm. And that's what I'm trying to do more of I am actually trying to do less talking. 
I am very much getting into the I see, I recognize. I if I have to say it, I like in this scenario for me probably be like, hey, I don't like how you slapped me. Moving on. But I'm also within myself. It was intentional in my head. Mm-hmm. And while we move on, I know not to sit next to her. But do you not think that that person then perceiving, because we're also intuitive, mm-hmm. you not sit next to them consistently, starts to raise alarm bells? Because it's a change. Yeah. Anything you but do. But something has to that. give, right? Something has to give. But then it still goes to that intention versus unintention up until you determine that. Because but I there's no way to determine that that's what until I'm saying. you have the conversation. But even if we have, and that's the thing, and I've told you this so many, and we've actually had massive arguments in this. I, most of the time, make up my own mind. Mm-hmm. So something will happen, and I'll sit within myself, and I will, at the very beginning, especially if it's something that just really annoyed, upset me, sorry, I'll sit with it, and there'll be all these emotions coming in. Mm-hmm. And then I'll stop. And then an hour later, or whatever, I'll now be like, let's look at it again. Mm-hmm. And I'll analyze. I, I do the best analysis that exists. I'll analyze in every single angle. So by the time I'm having this conversation with this person, there is no angle someone is... There's very rarely an angle someone is coming in with that is new. But you've deduced these angles again from your, your, from your only exactly, your own perception. From my perception. Mm-hmm. But then I also remind myself that my perception can't be 100% false. So even if it's my perception, there's definitely some truth in it. Mm-hmm. And in that truth, I then decide, how bad is that truth? Mm-hmm. How bad is a percentage? 50%, that's what I always give myself. In all of this, there's 50% truth. There's a chance that you're 50% right. At least. Mm-hmm. And there's a chance that a lot of the other 50% is um, assumptions, past shit, bringing all of that. Mm-hmm. How bad is this 50%? Mm-hmm. And then we go from there. Because even with bringing conversations, again, I realized December last year, a lot of the people really and truly don't give a shit with these conversations. Because for me, it's like I... Love that's another thing. To, like, yeah. If mm. until really and truly, until I've talked about something, it is not out of my head. Like, mm. and the more I, the more time goes before me talking about it, the more, like it. And I'd say that's the exhausting bit. It just does not leave my head. Mm. But I also realize most of the other people just don't, and they'll say, like. And sometimes they do, but not always. Mm. And so in my head, I'm just like, why should you? Because even because those conversations are also draining for me. Like, especially mm. if they're bad ones. Like, I don't mind having good conversations. Like, okay, well, next time, let's put the bookshelf here. I don't mind such conversations. Like, some conversations really and truly drain me and make me feel a lot worse later. Mm-hmm. I don't like having those conversations. They're not cathartic at all. So I then realize, how bad is, how bad is that 50%? Can you let it go? Can you just bring it up like, hey, by the way, this I'm really upset at you. This hurt me. Mm-hmm. Move on. Mm-hmm. Or do you really need to have a conversation? So to you, hey, this hurt me. I didn't appreciate it. 
do better is not a conversation now for you? It good question. No. It depends on how bad the hurt is. Mm. And sometimes if the hurt is really bad, I don't bring it up. Mm. Because for most people again, where conversation is cathartic for you. But for most people, just a simple Hey, you did one, two, three, four, five. I felt X amount about it. I don't appreciate it. And then they rebut and say, okay, well, I didn't intend to, or I actually intended to. I'm so sorry. I didn't, whatever. That's enough. I didn't realize. And that's enough for a lot of people. And sometimes it is for me too. Mm. But sometimes it isn't. Um, but then I also realize like a lot of the times people really and truly, because it can be draining mm. on either end. Mm. I'm just like, why does it, why does it need to be? I'll have the conversation with myself. Um, but if it's really bad, then I just don't talk about it. Because I also don't think, like, I think it's very rare to find someone who can be gentle in those times. Heck, I struggle sometimes. Um, and what's the point of taking yourself to this point only to have a conversation where it gets worse? Because mm-hmm. the whole point of a conversation is to bring it back. So if if I think having a conversation will make it worse, mm-hmm. then I don't. Because that's also self-preserving for me. Because by the time I get to this point, I've already done a lot of mental work. Like my mm. brain has been fucking running like a horse all mm. through the field. Going back to that starting point is more running. Because now I have more information. Now I have more thoughts. Now I have, it's just too much. So let's just leave it here. This is what it is now. Let's mm. just keep it pushing. Okay. We all do with things very differently. Very differently. Human beings, eh? Yeah. That's why it's so important. Let's go back to love. Now imagine if you're with someone who just cannot handle how you deal with things. If you're with... You don't need to be together. You actually just don't need to be. This whole thing of... One thing I learned this week, y'all. The week of love. Yeah. It is... I know it's been said before, but it really hit home for me. You always know. It's the little things that you choose to ignore that always Mm. come back and do the most damage. Because the more you ignore, especially, let's go back to relationships. Women in relationships. We are so great at putting on rose-colored glasses and changing the colors with red flags. Sis, the red flags are red. It's red, it's red, it's red. It's red. We both know it's red. red. And we have these conversations of another person rebut me and said, Well, you have your non negotiables. And then you have which is fair. Everybody has the non negotiables. Those ones you don't compromise on. When you especially when you're trying to find somebody, have your list of non negotiables. The ones that you will not, it's a no, it's a no, it's a no, you stood your ground, it's a no. I will not take it, I will not appreciate this. How it, if yeah, X, Y, Z happens, these are the consequences. You set that up for yourself, set the boundary for somebody else, make it very clear. Fair enough, non-negotiables. Now where we got caught up is the other negotiable variants. Mm-hmm. The ones where you look at it like, mm, it's not that bad. Or even if it is that bad, it's not going to affect me. Heaven is that bad. He will do better with me. Like you look at somebody's history and you're seeing this man has been a serial cheater for about 20 years. 
Let me think. Somehow. Somehow, some way. With you. With you, it will be different. It will be so different. And because he will meet your non-negotiables, you'll be there. You stick around. But that red flag is always going to be there. It's not going to change. It's going to be the one that comes back and does the most damage. If somebody in your relationship is bossy. And it's not part of your non-negotiables. Because in your negotiables, you haven't said you don't like being controlled. Or you said, I don't like to be controlled too much. Or something like that, you know? But this bossiness, you're kind of letting it slide. It's a, yeah, we'll, we'll deal with it. Yeah. You'll be together five years. You have small, small, cute little fights. Mm, can you stop being so bossy? Okay. Get 10 years, the core of it. The longer you go. The longer you go, the more audacious this red flags get. Yeah, redder. Right, 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 right. They get redder. They get more audacious. People get very, human beings get very complacent. Yeah. Now they don't feel the need anymore to compromise work is hard to compromise on their bad behaviors for you you deal with it the way you deal with it you chose me didn't you and i'm all that you got now it's been 10 years it's been 15 years it's been 30 years and then you sit back and you look and you realize the same things that i saw a little bit of 10 years ago 15 years ago is what has led me here to my misery today and had I not taken it then, I, wouldn't be here I would not be here now. Hmm. I think it's, you're right. I'm not arguing with you. You're 100% right. But I think we don't talk about how easy it is to leave. How hard it is oh, to leave. It's impossible. Especially, because with the non-negotiables, it's very easy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No. It's like, I want... A man who works nine to five because I can't handle nights. You mm. handle nights, I'm done. But with the, oh, I can do with this because mm. then it's like, is it that bad? Is it and because bad? you can't yeah. see the future, it's impossible to leave. How do you leave? You start to make. A lot of people think you're the queen of leaving. I'm definitely not, guys. I'm not the queen of leaving. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I'm not going to say much because I'm not going to come here and talk about and my you know, elf. the older I get, the harder it is to leave. Of course, of, of fucking and it's course. Just, I used to be the queen of leaving. Yeah. I am a one-strike queen. One-strike, you're out. Sorry, come again. <laughs> is it me you're talking to? Is it to? me? <laughs> I know that's wrong. I know you And I, But the way I used to leave, and I think that's the most toxic part about me one of the most toxic things and I think I'm trying to get away from not doing it anymore and it's making it harder to leave because the way I used to leave was I'd leave mentally I could check out before you even realize checked out I've checked out so by the time I'm physically leaving three weeks two months one year later you were so much <laughs> you're so behind it's catching you by surprise but I'm but not surprised. Me, I'm very much the same. But it was very cutthroat. Like, it, goes to a, yeah. it was, yes. It was a, okay, I can't do this no more. You're like, what the and heck did this come from? Where the heck did this come from? I can't. I'm not doing it. Yeah. Then I walk out and never look back. How do you leave now? 
now it's now it's now it's harder. It's a harder because then you're thinking it's a fresh start. It's I gotta start again because right now, and I think what I need to and I'm really hoping to break away from is this whole time is running out. Yeah, time is not because we then get caught up, and I feel like I was saying something the other day. This construct of women and time, it's honestly starting to look more and more like just a concept made up by the patriarchy. A lot more people are having kids a lot later. And they're, they're perfectly married, fine. And they're going married to the love of their lives a lot later. A lot later. It was a very patriarchal thing because men said, okay. we're not willing to change. So we're going to put you in a position where you were just going to have to take it because you have no other choice. Wherever you're at, at that stage, you must settle. You must settle. Because you must settle. What's the rush? Why are we rushing? Now say, oh, bi- biological clock. Biological clock where there are systems in place for us to get that out of the way. Shit you can adopt. We have so many kids in this universe that need homes. For the rest of your life, it's what I, I think. And maybe I'm speaking from a point of privilege but i promise you a couple of years ago this would not be my message um for the rest the rest of your life is a long time it is actually a long time and like yeah you can get out you're right but then someone actually counted with this and i was like you make a very good point someone was like why are you stressed about the rest of your life when you're not was it your mom no it's like why are you stressed about the rest of your life who tells you that the person you marry at 50 is one you'll be with for the rest of your life if you're not happy, leave. But I'm like, it's not that easy. Mm. You don't just up and leave. Before you leave, there's so much misery. There's so much pain. There's so much hurt. There's so much damage. There's so much unhealing. There's so much money. There's so much kids. There's so much. You don't just up and leave. Mm. Like you're and right. History has shown us a lot of people don't up and leave. And marriages end when the woman says she's had enough. Yeah. It takes so much. And it takes so there. much to get there. But how do you leave these days? <sighs> I think I'm still figuring that out. Like it's at a stage where I am mindful of what I want and what I have in front of me. So, I can't, it's definitely not quite as cutthroat as it used to be. I'm no longer the queen of living, guys. Please, let that mini pass. Yeah, I feel a few people think you are. I have been. I have been. Somebody's listened to this my past, be like, yeah, no, shit. <laughs> let me tell you <laughs> say what she my did. story. <laughs> But that has always been when I'm done and done. Actually, you know, I don't think it has changed. I think when I'm done, I'm done. And when I get there, I will leave. Yeah. There's no coming back. Because I think there's this... I'm not one for self-torture. I'm not going to put myself through... My three crying rules still stands. Yeah. If you get... Two... Two rounds, especially as a man, even as a friend, the few friends that made me cry, you get three rounds, 
of a good ugly cry out of me. You know that week that you put yourself to sleep with? And one of them is when you die. So really it's just true. (laughs) So that measure of hurt for me, I can't, I cannot fathom putting myself through. Especially because of somebody else. Like it's just, no. That's where that's where I draw the line. I say, you know what? It's it's a wrap. I can't do that. Mm. That's a non-negotiable. So with that, yeah, it's a definitely. Because that's a non-negotiable. That's, that's a non-negotiable. easy to me. That's easy yeah. to be like, I can't take this. Mm. But when your non-negotiables are non-negotiated on. And seemingly things feel good. There's just these little red flags that you've mm-hmm. stated. What do you do? Because the old, no one is perfect. Nobody is. Then you have to. The balance. It's so hard. Because it so they're like, okay, like this is it now. There's also the worry of does this grow to the future? But also there's, there's also the worry of the grass isn't always greener. Fuck me. The grass isn't always greener. But then what? But then sometimes the grass is greener. Look, at the end of the day, wake up in the morning and remind yourself you're a bad bitch. Yeah. Oh, I've... <coughs> let me tell you. You're a bad bitch. You? <laughs> if it's about finding others, sis, you'll find. <laughs> yeah. It might take a while. Or it might not. It might not. But, but you're a bad bitch. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, it's not easy. None of this shit is easy. Like, nothing to do with your mental, emotional stuff. Or even mm. mental is difficult. Yeah, nothing is easy. Like, everything does take work, which I do understand. I'm sure you do as well. Mm. Mm. But there's also a limit to the work, I think. You also can't be working 24 hours a day. Okay, you can't be breaking your back. You can't be overly breaking your back, especially if the other person is not doing any work. Work mm. makes sense when it's a co-working space. Everybody is putting in their ten cents, it feels their twenty cents. It even if it's heavy, it's work. If it's work that we say, "Hey, we need to go to therapy together," it's work on both ends. We're both working on our healing, so we can better for each other. But it's harder. It's lighter in the sense of it's a lot harder if you're the one pushing the therapy on someone who doesn't want to work mm, on it. Mm, mm, mm. Fuck me, believe you me, that is hard. Sorry for another year. Come to me after five years. No, seriously. Because I've got a lot. I've got a lot of things. So yeah, I think um, I think in saying all of that, I think I there's a level of companionship that I really enjoy. It's not that excited that I'm. That I'm actually chasing now. Maybe not even so much relationship. Because then that leads into marriage. Whatever. That leads into expectations. Hurt. All that kind of thing. But a level of companionship. That I'm chasing. Where I'm like. We don't have to talk every day. We don't have to talk every sense of the day. But I know. That. If. I called you you would show up for me and you 100% know if you called me, I would show up for you. Mm. And also, even we don't have to wait for the bad things to happen, but we can just sit and laugh. 
we can just sit and watch a Netflix movie. That's friendship. And then have sex. Friendship with benefits. I think maybe that's what I'm after. Maybe that's the key. Because I don't want to be like, fuck, I'm going home. There's this man I have to go for. Mm -mm. I don't want to be like, oh, it's the weekend. Fuck, I have to spend time with this person. Mm -mm. I don't want to feel all of that. But I do want to feel, oh, it's the weekend. Oh, hey, want to come watch a movie? Mm. And then grab chicken wings later and then have great sex. And we'll talk in two weeks. And hey, my car broke down. Could you please come help me? That's friends with benefits. That's exactly what that is. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I need apply here, please. No, uh, but what happens is friends with benefits, where it gets tricky, it gets touchy. Friends with benefits has an underlying connotation of lack of commitment. Yeah. Right? Yeah, definitely don't commit. Yeah. Not anymore. But even if you might not want to commit, eventually it builds where friends of where it never succeeds. Because emotional emotions grow. Emotions grow. And then once emotion grows, you can't there's only so much you can control, right? You can't control how you feel and whoever about somebody. You can control how you react to it, but the feelings are gonna be there. Eventually your friend with benefits is you're gonna wanna see somebody. But you're see not, me. But you're not no, but you're not in a committed relationship. But you can ask to see me. Then you want commitment. We're no longer friends with benefits. Because I don't want to have to find another friend with benefits. Because this is my friends with benefits. Then that's a relationship. (laughs) (laughs) I guess. (laughs) But maybe that's the kind of relationship I want. So you're okay being in a relationship with somebody who you talk to once every two weeks? I think I know. um, I think, actually, I think I don't want the title relationship. That's a lot of us. No, no, I very much used to want it. You think that's a lot of us? Welcome to our side. Thanks. <laughs> Is that party Welcome. over here? <laughs> We've been fighting. <laughs> but I do only because I feel like now, I think for the next three to four years, I'm very much going to be on an Emily grind where like, I really want to set myself up for success. Mm-hmm. Can you do that with a partner? Not with the un- right partner, you can. With Don't the, negate that. I know, that's, that's, what, that's exactly mm-hmm. what I'm saying. Not unless you've got the right partner. The partner who's not only going to support you, but who's also kind of doing his thing. Like, we... Because it takes... Yeah, it takes a fair bit out of a relationship. But where do you find those guys? Who support you and who are with you, but are not impeding on you. Oh, God made them. Let's find them. Pray about it, man. Praying a lot. Mm. I think a lot of us get in situations without praying about it. Pray. Next time you go on a date, come back home and pray about it. Yeah. Mm. Maybe that's it. You're leaving the choices to ourselves. That's where we fuck up. Yeah. 100%. Remember I started this year's first episode with saying, I'm allowing God to lead me more. Like, I'm allowing things to fall into place a lot more rather than... Because, bloody hell, I'm a peace mover. I'm like, like, I'm massively like a... Like, I want to know where things are going. But this year, I'm trying to... Trying very hard to allow... And, like, it gives a certain level of peace as well. It's like, if it doesn't happen how I thought it would, I will still be okay. And I'm continuously asking myself, 
what's the worst that could happen? Like, even with the little things, like, I'd get really anxious in meetings and I have to present, you know, this. And lately, I've been asking myself, really and truly, what's the worst that could happen? Like, I'm here presenting this. Like, <coughs> they would say no. All it means is I've got to go and, you know, go yeah, back to the drawing just book. Just touch it up again. Exactly. Mm. And then come and present again. And it's funny, with that, like, I did one today, and I was just like, and I've got in, I was so anxious. My God, I was just like, fuck, 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 fuck. And I asked myself, Emily, what's the worst that's going to happen for me? You go in, they won't understand what you're saying, you have to rephrase, you have to redo, you have to repitch, and then you come and do it again. But they're not going to fire you. You're not going to lose your house, you're not going to lose your dog, your friends, your family. Um, And presented, like, it was such a different presentation, so much more confident, so much, because... Everything is in writing on this one moment. And I think even like with relationships and friends, friendship, I'm trying to approach that more like if this friendship, if this relationship fails, it will hurt, it will break me. But I don't think God can allow me to be broken to a point where I can't be put back together yeah. again. So then it puts a lot less pressure on it. So totally. even when they, even when I get upset, I'm just like, it's okay growth so when i say i'm getting there i generally feel like i am good generally feel like i am but it takes a lot of work and i really feel bad for the people who aren't doing work who aren't doing the work yeah it's a hard knock life for us it's a hard knock life for us yeah. but work on mm. yourself because again you're all you've got get your cock and you're gonna be fine it was by Rick Hassani and of Woman's Heart to Soul to Rick Hassani. You're welcome. Thank you. I can't <laughs> remember how it goes though. <laughs> this is so natural. Oh, <laughs> guys. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> that song. Oh my days. Someone has to just dedicate it to me. I might add a little bit on the podcast just so that you can hear. Okay, it's added here. Okay, Nicole, <laughs> I have to add it. No, it's a beautiful song. Mm. It's a beautiful song. My song for the week is another Money Well song, actually. It's called Closure. Mm. Is it good? Do you want me to add it here? No closure, baby. Okay, I will add it. I here it is. Yeah. I've seen you as you acting crazy. Yes. Anyway, you don't need no closure. It'll be in our pod- Spotify. Spotify playlist. Look out for it. Shout out to Manuels, by the way. You're going places, sir. Speaking of Manuels, he's done a collab with Thames. That's literally the song I put in playlist last week. Yeah. So, I am a lover for ta- of Thames. Like, mm-hmm. was she on the pedestal? Yeah. So, they have died for her straight away? Yes. Maybe don't bring it up here, please. Because <laughs> things come back up. I love you, Thames. <laughs> no more damages <laughs> now. Back then when yeah. I was your baby girl. It was mm. one bad show. NBA All-Stars. There was a lot of pressure. No, are you speaking on my behalf now? Yeah, yeah Thames, I love true. Thames. All her performances. Uh, I can tell Thames what you said about her. Hey, class. No, no, I can tell Thames. Because I recorded you. <laughs> you said, hear the receipts. Hear <laughs> the receipts, Thames. I tell you what she said. Baby girl, I was... You have to go to Afro Nation, but she's not there. But Afro Nation is working here. 
it's plenty up. My banana. Cup chop my banana. And then talk to Soul Susanna. That's done it for me. Wish I'd have couldn't let AJ baby eat you, but I think it's taking a bit of a break. Fair enough. We're gonna have baby number two coming. Oh yeah, mm. they do too. Do they? Or did I dream about it? If you dreamt about it, then it, they must be. Mm. Congratulations in advance, Simeon. Yeah. If you don't know, you heard it here first. <laughs> we knew before they knew yeah. what wow. a podcast this is. <laughs> what a pod. <laughs> anyway, let's go eat, man. Thank you again for tuning in to this episode of Organized Chaos. If you're a return listener, we appreciate your support. If you're new and this is your first, welcome to the club. There are a lot more in the archives. Go off on a tangent and enjoy. Please make sure you're following us on Instagram and Twitter and TikTok too now that we've got organizedchaos.pod on Instagram and that has the link for everything else that you need. Check out our website as well. There's some interesting and fun stuff over there. Events that are coming up will be advertised on there as well as a chance for you to engage with us in conversation. So anonymously too. So maybe no negative feedback, but yeah, give us vibes. Give us Honestly, like if you know us, you know we love vibes. You know we love vibes. Just give Just us bring tea. it vibes. Yeah. Give us tea. Give us something. Give us dilemmas. It's an open conversation. Honestly, let us come here and sort your problems. <laughs> let us be like, he did what? <laughs> and then he said, what? Sis, what would you do? Let's yes. be that for you. Let's be, let's be your sisters and brothers and everything in between. Yeah, we'll be whatever you want us whatever to be. Whatever you want us to be. We're here. But yes, thank you for listening. And check out our Spotify playlist as well. Yes. Growing by the day. It has been a pleasure. Nicole is out. And your mama's. Out.